0: Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Yeah, we got the full Monty for you. Damn good show planned for you as well. We'll talk about the NBA Finals. They are upon us. Uh, we got a lot to get into. We'll have a discussion, a big man discussion on the show uh, about Nikola Jokic and where he stands all time. We'll also get into some NFL news notes and nuggets. We'll talk about the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy's comments about DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, we'll also get into Aaron Rodgers reportedly uh, had a, a coup of sorts planned with the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about that. The Brady conspiracy theory grows stronger. Also, we'll uh, get into Texas basketball. Great news for Texas basketball. Dylan Mitchell returning to the 40 acres. CDC was on with Paul Feinbaum. We got some audio from that. We'll play a little bit later on in the four o'clock. And Texas baseball tomorrow with a big matchup versus the Ragin' Cajuns. And we'll break it down with my man Hardball Hards right here on Ball Don't Lie. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball-Hard. What's going on, brother?
1: What it do, what it do. We are closer to the weekend. We are closer to the University of Texas baseball team getting back into action and trying to wipe that nasty taste out they mouth. I don't even know how mm-hmm. you wipe it out, but I know you want to get it out. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait for that mm-hmm. to happen tomorrow, but we're going to talk so much about this basketball. For the We're going to talk about University of Texas getting a player That's back right. and all them haters that were after Rodney. How <laughs> you like me now? That's what Rodney's saying to you, but he's keeping it on the low low. But mm-hmm. let me talk about my man that sits across from me every day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers.
0: I appreciate the intro as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty sure that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, patrick
2: oh man good news on uh, texas basketball and i got finals action tonight i'm feeling good
0: uh, feeling good. Yeah, we'll break down this finals, of course. And yes, we will talk about, uh, Dylan Mitchell, uh, returning to, uh, the 40 acres. We'll get into that top of the four o'clock. We'll basically go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk some Texas basketball with that Dylan Mitchell story. Also, uh, hear from CDC. He was on with Paul Feinbaum because he's attending the spring meetings for the SEC, as, as they will be a future, Texas will be a future member of the SEC. So we'll, we'll hear some of that audio as well. And we'll hear from our man Hardbo Harge and talk some Texas baseball because they got a huge matchup, uh, You could just say the biggest game of the season Uh, from this point on, every game is the biggest game of the season uh, for Texas baseball facing uh, Louisiana, the raging Cajun. So we'll get into all of that. Top of the four and top of the six o'clock. We'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, uh, but we'll start off talking NBA. Lots of NBA stories. As a matter of fact, Uh, Monty Williams has a new head coaching gig. We'll get into that. Yes. And Joe Mazzula safe. He is safe. Uh, reportedly, uh, it has already been uh, stated that uh, Brad Stevens says that it's it's all good. That mm-hmm. Joe Mazzulla will be retained as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. So we'll talk about That's that. That's because
1: Brad Stevenson. I mean, Brad Stevens almost got fired his doggone self, so he understand <laughs> what it's about. Everybody's safe here, guys. No one's exactly. fired. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. Nobody's getting fired <laughs> no, around we're here. We're good, bro. Don't use that F word. Use we the other F word. Not that one. Yeah, yeah, no, we're good around I agree with you on that. He doesn't want to start yet because he, the head coach get fired. The next person after that is his boss, and no of course, doubt. that'll be Brad Stevens. All right, uh, you can be a part of these, uh show. You're the most important part of it. You're the heartbeat of it, the pulse of it. Specs text line 512 337 3776. You can also hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Hard, in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Um, all right, before we get into this NBA matchup, um, Harge, do you want to um air your grievance about the whoever has put the televisions on um Nickel was it on Nickelodeon? It was on Nickelodeon okay. and <clears throat> BBC. Okay, now... B- I understand. Bucky is probably the most likely culprit here.
1: This angle right here tells me everything. Because
2: there's only a few people you, that right sit point. in this spot. You guys were not here earlier and know who the special guest in studio was for Light like the Tower.
0: Oh, Jeff had his daughter in. Ah... Uh. That's it.
1: Okay. Yes. Then that then then that brought it all back.
0: That's what it now was. this so, TV. It, okay. we, look,
2: I'd love to blame Bucky for yes. things, but this, I, this, I believe this. that there was it. Now maybe Bucky had it on and she just came in and was like, "Well, I fit in perfectly here."
0: <laughs> that but is yeah. a great point. No, but Bucky usually is women's entertainment or and this Hall- was Lifetime. Hallmark, and this one was yes. This yes. one was
1: Star Trek. So I could say maybe. that is definitely a Bucky channel. I yeah. would definitely go there. <laughs> This one, Very now I understand, so I won't have to throw anybody under the bus because okay. we already went through the list. You just bought two of them. We had two of them in the conversation. The third one that sits in his chair is our man Chad Hastings. Yep. And Chad gave us the answer that we all thought it would be. I did not touch the TVs. I don't touch TVs. You don't come in I'm and not touch a the t- TVs? I don't, I don't
0: touch the TVs when I come in here.
1: I touch the TV yeah, because I want to make
0: sure as we're talking
1: about stuff and something pops up. Breaking news, breaking news. I'm like, hey, there's something that's going on on what we're talking about in this topic. (laughs) So today we come in and I'm like, we on Nickelodeon. (laughs) And I got kids. I understand it. Every time I walk in the house, my daughter's looking at me like, dad, go watch TV over there because I'm already watching this.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, Kids are stubborn about yeah, their viewing Because they're already in, and yeah, they're like, dad's
1: yeah. just now getting home, and yeah. they've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But now when I walked in here today, threw me completely off. So I'm glad <laughs> that you pointed that out to me because – I was about to go
0: mm. in
2: on Buck. No, um, no, I don't think Nickelodeon was Bucky. Okay, uh,
0: no, Bucky is the guy that leaves it on, like either <laughs> Lifetime, uh, Hallmark. Yeah, or especially
2: around Christmas season. Women's yeah, entertainment. So Christmas, Christmas season, record. it's always on, like Hallmark or Lifetime or one of those channels showing t- like cheesy Christmas. Yeah, movies. it'll be
0: something eclectic. It won't be sports related. Bucky's will gonna have not. it on something that's not sports related. So I yeah. can easily see him as the BBC guy. But yeah. here's a, this is the, here's my I don't touch the TVs, but here's my belief on studio TVs. I've been doing this you know a long time now. Because I've never touched the TVs and never been TVs in every studio I've worked in. But it's always, people put, everybody wants to change TVs, put them on. Some people like non-sports related stuff. Some people like only sports related stuff. And that's, that's harsh. I think it should be like, it's a toilet seat rule in your house. I think once you leave, you should put the TVs back on what, whatever, like sports related topics. Because it's a sports. Uh, it's a sports place. show. So you should just put it back on. That's kind of the default. Uh, automatically. Like the, like the toilet seat being down. Yep. It's the default in the house. When you share the house with the woman, it's like, no, put the toilet seat back down. But
1: the reason why the toilet seat wouldn't be put back down is because it's all men in here.
0: No, no, but sometimes it's a toilet seat rule. Every man who's lived with a woman knows the toilet seat Absolutely, rule. Absolutely, 100%. All right, you know it. It's a toilet yeah. seat rule. Basically, it's it, toilet seat down, it's on sports. You want to change it, change it back to sports when Before you Before you leave. That's right. That's what you should do. I'm down with that. That should be the rule. Yeah. Because it I is know, a sports
2: show. I do know it will throw me off sometimes because there will be a game on, like, ABC. And so you put it on ABC or a game on NBC or whatever. You put it on there at night. And then in the morning when people come in, they're like, why is it on? Why is it showing the view?
0: <laughs> and you're like I don't know there was a game it
2: was a game that last night yeah, but it just was true. we left because the game was still that's on that's a good point now now like tonight
0: would be it special yeah. exceptions that's a good point that's tonight a would exception. be the night because the game exception. is
1: on ABC yeah therefore you might come in here <clears throat> And find out some more that is, Exactly, which is fine You, you might know, see the view.
0: That's better than when we come in here and like I said it's on a Hallmark movie <laughs> or you say it's Star Trek on. Yes, I like, Star Trek right, You know what like, is really going, going on? on. I'm yeah. like, all right, yeah. You, yeah. you know on.
2: all you have to do is just turn them off, and then they'll be off for like a week until someone goes, "I don't know how to turn these back on." I don't. <laughs> and I don't I've done, done that either. before too. I don't.
0: I don't touch them because I don't ever want people to because we always complain about them. What's wrong with the TV? Who lost the remote? it? And I was. I always say I never touch the TVs. Don't. Don't even talk to me. about Don't bring it here. I don't touch the TVs. I never have. Never touched them. Uh, All right. Let's get to the NBA Finals, gentlemen. Let's break this down. Uh, We got a lot of different angles that we could come at, but there's no question that the Miami Heat are trying to pull off one of the greatest upsets in NBA history. There's no, now they are an 8 seed, the first 8 seed to reach the NBA Finals since the Knicks did it. But in nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. the strike shortened season. Shout out to the Spurs, All right. winner. Uh, um, but I, how about this little stat for you? So the Heat, last time I uh, looked, but it's going to be different. This was at DraftKings. They were plus three twenty to win the finals. Um, that would be the second. Uh, that would be the second biggest NBA Finals upset since nineteen sixty nine, if they can pull it off. Based on those odds. Um, the biggest long shot to actually ever win—I think we all remember this one. Them damn Detroit Pistons. Yep. 2000, 2004. Was that Chauncey Billups? Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers uh in that series, two thousand and four, they were ooh minus seven hundred.
1: Ooh, that's that's some big dollars right there.
0: No, sorry. Yeah, yeah, minus seven hundred. Yeah. Wow.
1: wow. Yeah, that's that's, crazy. that's big money right there.
0: Um and then they basically had the Pistons, I believe that's where it started and the teams basically yeah, they said it ended up at plus yeah, plus 500. Mm-hmm. That's what the Pistons were on, the, on okay. the other end of it. So, yeah, either way that's a uh, th- this would be a just to give you a little perspective. This this would be a huge upset if it ends up happening. Uh in the second biggest since that 2004 Detroit team uh mm-hmm. beat the Lakers. All right, now the, the the thing because I've I've heard a lot of different comparisons uh, about you know this uh, David and Goliath <laughs> matchup here mm-hmm. because mo- I, I've I've heard a lot of sweeps. Hell, I think you were leaning sweep hard. I'm I'm, dur- I'm, I'm leaning gentleman.
2: gentleman sweep. Gentleman sweep. Patrick's leaning sweep. I'm saying sweep if Jimmy Butler doesn't get mad. Uh, they, see, okay. I don't I don't like I don't like this Jimmy right now. This Jimmy right now is the like The nice Jimmy. Jimmy. Nice Jimmy's like twenty two seven and eight is his line. I need Mad Jimmy that's like 45, (laughs) 15, and 20. That's, That's the Jimmy I need.
0: Now, you remember a couple of years ago, Jimmy and the Heat did get into it with the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Remember, it was um, there's actually video of this too. Jimmy saying this on the floor, but uh, there was an altercation November eighth, twenty twenty one, that resulted in a suspension of Jokic and a fine for Butler. Jokic shoved Marquise Morris, who is you know yep. obviously long gone now, um, from behind, and that was like actually after a hard foul, so they were just getting into it. And then the Heat players got so upset that they actually a lot of those guys came on the floor because they thought it was kind of a cheap shot. And then Jimmy Butler can be seen saying, uh, "Bring your blank to the back." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was actually, and I, we don't know. The photos since has been, I don't know. People speculate that it's not real or whatever. But at one point, there was seen a photo of the Miami Heat waiting, uh, uh, waiting in the back, basically for the Denver Nuggets. But uh, Jokic was ejected from the game as a result uh, and then received a one-game suspension. Uh, Morris I rece- received a flagrant file for it and a $50,000 fine. And Butler received a technical file and a $30,000 fine for attempting to escalate the altercation and failing to comply with the NBA's security interview as part of the review process. And that's when so, we learned about hey, Jokic's brothers. Oh, that's right. That is boy. when we so,
1: found out who they were leading up to this situation. So you ho- hopefully the brothers
2: are there? No, they're, you know, right. they oh, you they, know they, they they've been there. They don't
1: ever leave him so, alone.
2: So Patrick, you hopefully that's what you get. Hopefully no, you Jimmy want that comes because, in because because if he don't show up, Miami don't stand a chance. Right. I, I think I agree with if that. If you're relying on if you're relying on hot heat check Caleb Martin for this series to be a series, <laughs> I, that may not work. The, what, what, and have mean, we, we really, got if we the, got news on Tyler Hero, yeah. I think it's still, game one. I think it's still game three is the yeah. protection. Okay. So I'm in going. Miami would be the projection.
0: But, but to that point though, the the really the only hope for the Heat, and they got a lot a lot of things got to go their way. Can't just be one factor go their way. Jimmy's got to be on, but also their three point shooting's got to stay. On. Yep. And it cooled off a little bit at the end of the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's a little worrisome. But you're talking about a team, guys, that in these playoffs, they shot 39% from three-point range overall in the postseason. Forty Over 43% from three-point range versus Boston. 45% from three-point range versus the Bucks. That yeah. is unbelievable.
1: As you said, that is that situation where you're looking at it and saying how hot can we stay and what kind of pressure can we get put on the other team? Because we know what Denver's going to be.
0: Yeah, Denver's, gonna, I mean, <clears> Denver's <throat> the best offense in the NBA. I mean, yeah. the, but the, the thing that's staggering about the Miami Heat is this is not the team that they were in the regular season. I mean, they no, were that's not who, 34% yeah. uh, three-point shooting team in the regular season. That was 27th best in the NBA. And they've had now the biggest jump in three-point percentage for a team in NBA history from the regular season to the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> they hit 58% of their open three-pointers, wide open three-pointers in the Houston Conference Finals. That If they are not hot from three-point range, it don't matter if they got Jimmy, playoff Jimmy, playoff Hemi. It don't matter. They got to be hot from three-point range in addition to having playoff Hemi. And then they then got to have them both.
1: And then you also got to look at the fact, too, when you look at this Miami Heat team, look at who they've defeated on this process. They beat it they beat it they beat the uh Milwaukee Bucks in five games mm-hmm. they beat the New York Knicks in six games and then they beat the Boston Celtics in seven games so they've gone step by step to your point about the uh the shooting percentage but the other percentage is look at the the way that the teams that they beat these were the number one two three ranked teams in the division and they're the eight seed. Mm -hmm. And they were able to pull this off and go after and change careers, possibly, except for the fact that Missoula is going to keep his job. All these other coaches, they might have been fired. I know (laughs) they're trying to get rid of Tibbs up there in New York. Mm -hmm. So you look at this team and you're like, man, they are resilient. They are here for the fight. But I'm with you. I don't think that they can make that work that that much. If they're not hitting threes and we'll get a good look at it early, if they're not hitting threes in that that air
0: uh in colorado starts setting on their chest mm. that's going to be a problem yes yeah, so I think so the rust versus the rest factor we know that denver is i mean they are way more rested than miami um and they're used they're acclimated that's their home court advantage yep. they haven't lost at home in the playoffs and they've for been a home for a long time and they've been home for yeah. a long time <laughs> we, we do know that,
2: that miami went like they flew to denver that night to try and start getting acclimated after beating boston yeah. they flew straight to denver because they knew Hey, man, we got to try and get acclimated to the elevation as quickly as possible. Still going to take them. It still takes a minute, but yeah, it's a a better shot than one day there. No, I totally
0: agree. The thing, this is actually, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, I think this is actually Miami Heat's one of their best chances, if not their best chance to steal one, in game one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, honestly, and if it goes gentleman sweep, I, I think it'll go gentlemen sweep like 76ers, Allen Iverson versus the Lakers. They have that one where game. They, 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 you got they your one. That's their one. Yeah, where got Jimmy goes off and they, and they, yep. they kind of catch the, I don't know, catch, the Miami, catch the Denver Nuggets a little sleepy because they yep. are a little yep. rusty. They haven't played basketball in a while. And they do have that first half where they're just trying to find their groove a little bit. And the Miami, Heat just come out gangbusters. I could see that happening. But like I said, that rust factor yep. only lasts a Half a basketball. That's it does. As, 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 as as long as you get with a team that is as elite as Denver is in so many ways offensively.
1: Well, the other part too for me is the coaching matchup. We've been giving Spo his love, oh, rightfully yeah. so. Spo's been balling, but man. we got to give Malone his love too. This is a tough, tough coach, and he he puts up with no nonsense. And
2: Patrick, you brought this up the other day. He thinks they're the underdog.
1: He I keeps mean, talking he like well, they're the underdog. He
2: he doesn't think that. He knows how to portray it to his team and portray that, hey, man, look at them saying that Jimmy Butler could be the best player in this series. Look at them saying that Miami's on a, a hot streak and everybody loves them. They don't even like you guys. You need to go out there. <laughs> like, I, he knows ways to spin it. Mm-hmm. The Patriots were masters of this during their run as a dynasty, that they would come out and everybody goes, Tom Brady is the greatest player, to, player of all time. And the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. May win every game this season. They come and go, no one believes in us. Go, Wait <laughs> yeah. a minute. Yeah. We just said you were the best. It's, ah, no one likes us. And so I that that's what Denver's going in with. Now, again, it's hard when you have to keep everyone away from social media and keep everyone away from trying to keep everybody away from getting their, in their own head for as long as a the break they had because you just, you know, that means more time sitting at your house – with your friends on the phone and with your phone in your hand where you can kind of look up and get in your own head about, oh, this is – they think that – like for Jamal Murray, like for him to not get too cocky and go, oh, no, I need to take more heat shots. I need to do more of that. That's where a game tonight you could get a little bit out of your own element just trying to, you know, reliving the glory days, (laughs) reliving those last matchups and trying to just be a dominant like that without playing fundamental basketball. But I think that these two coaches are going to get both their guys up and ready for it. And, I mean, I'll tell you tonight, I think a big one, if you're going to try and do it, is Miami's had those really big quarters, especially in some early upsets. Mm -hmm. I think that third quarter is going to be huge for Miami coming out of the locker room. If they're able to step up out of the locker room and just kind of punch Denver in the mouth and stun them, that's how I think they can get a winning game one.
0: Yeah, Denver is basically the best first-quarter team in the playoffs, and Miami's been the best fourth-quarter team in the playoffs. Miami's beat their best fourth-quarter team in the playoffs. They've outscored their opponents by 16.3 points per 100 possessions in the fourth quarter. Um, so that, I agree with you, third quarter might be a huge factor in the game just coming out with those halftime adjustments. Uh, getting to uh, kind of another little nugget about this, uh, this matchup, if you if you're adding up the seeds, you brought up the uh, the seed charge. Yep. Denver's opponents are seeds. Add up to twenty seven combined. Uh, the seeds they've beaten two eight. Well, now the Miami Heat is another eight seed, but it'll be the second eight seed they face. Um, and then the Suns were a four seed. Lakers were a seven seed. That would be the highest total for an NBA champion. Um, the Spurs actually be the next highest in nineteen ninety nine. Wow. For a, if they end up winning the title, but uh, of course they are considered to be. Favorite Pat, right now. Pat, Patrick over there smiling. No, because <laughs> no, he's going to the Spurs. He's like, man, that's amazing how my
1: Spurs my always setting up in
2: these comment for championships. Hey, do, do you see how Jokic said that he wanted to be like Tim Duncan? Did you see yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's he? he's been extremely complimentary to Tim Duncan the last few weeks.
0: Oh, can we play this Robert Oray sound? A big shout out. Yep. Big Shot Bob, big, <laughs> big Shot Bob. He was on. Uh, what has he done? <laughs> big Shot Bob. <laughs> what has he done? Um, okay, so obviously Robert Ory has played with the Rockets, played with the Spurs, played with the Lakers. Uh, big Shot Bob has gotten around, and he was on a show, a Showtime Basketball podcast, and he was talking about the big men he's played with, and he made a um, a statement. That's uh, considered rather controversial in NBA circles right now. Here is Robert O'Reilly, Big shot, Bob.
3: All the other teams I played for, the one common denominator was great big men. Uh-huh. You know, think about Shaq, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. and if you said right now, name the top five big men, I played with three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's so who's 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 who? You played with three of them. Well, Dream's number one shit. by yeah, far. Okay. We, are, we don't like to talk. Nobody wants to talk about. I think you have these guys who are quiet. Mm-hmm. Think about it, Dream. You know. He's a really quiet guy. You can't get him to do much to say much. So we kinda kind of veer away from him. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about him. But to me, if you look at what he put together, you know, defensive player of the year, MVP in one season, mm-hmm. um, all time leading shot blocker, you know, those things that you look at his his history and what he's done for the game and where he how he started the game, you know, this dude didn't play basketball growing up. Mm-hmm. Went to U of H, H where yep. they went you think about it, we all went to college where they gonna teach you. U of H they just rolled a ball out there and yep. he went to work. And mm-hmm. so I think what his body of work was just incredible. And he's just a good dude too, man. That's uh, what you have to think about, a good dude. And people don't understand you play with all of them so your opinion is valid. You've been on the court with <laughs> all one of them. Yeah them. one with all he's of them. So them yeah too. you gotta yeah. respect that.
0: All right, I'm not bringing that up to throw that in Patrick's face about the Tim Duncan thing. We can discuss that, but I really want to have the conversation about where Jokic now stands among all those great big men. (laughs) It's weird that people don't bring him up already, and they probably should. He's already a two-time MVP after, or if they win the title. I think we'll assume that they will. they got to start mentioning Jokic in those conversations. No question, That's
1: That's so funny that you brought this up because I was having this discussion just the other night about where do you put him in the big man discussion now. Right. Is it, it, do we need to see him win the championship for him to be considered one of the best? Because of the fact, yes, we already know he's got the MVPs. I get that. But. Has he won the championship? So if he wins this championship coming up, and he does it in convincing fashion, he becomes the MVP. He does all of that. Do you have to start now checking on where you're going to rank these people because of that? Because what we've seen has been dynamic. It's not flashy, as he said before. Like Robert Ori just said, we don't. These guys don't talk. These guys are real quiet, so you don't really say much. Tim Duncan, real quiet. Um... um Shaq ain't quiet. Shaq is the one that's Sha- not, <laughs> but, a-, 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 a king.
0: K- Kareem wasn't that quiet. He um, really was.
1: He was really deliberate w- with his
0: conversation. It, it, he was still. He was still pretty charismatic and outgoing. I mean, he was an actor, pretty much. Yeah, and he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I, I was. You know, he's, he's kind of a mixture of both. But yeah, you're right he, on the court. I don't know if he was considered to be that outgoing, charismatic. Yeah. Shaq, Shaq was, totally was against the one. Shaq was the one. No, yeah, God. he
1: was just um, uh, totally against the grain on everything. But you sit here. And you look at what the Joker has done. And you brought this up the other day, Rod. You're like, I want Jimmy to win because I don't want to hear Joker.
0: Well, I just think he's a more compelling superstar. Right. He's more charismatic as right. a superstar. Joker right. doesn't. has got a Mike Trout quality about him where he doesn't want that's a, a great point. Of, all of the that's a great point. I mean, He's like, no, 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 you're going to have that. I just want to ball out yep. and be the greatest of all time at my craft and what I do. And it's like, yeah, I know, but there's a burden of being a superstar with that, that you actually got to be entertaining. You got to create some headlines. You got that. That's part of being an ambassador for yep. the sport. But there is no question. Look at this real quick, all right, about Jokic. Because we, we we should already be having a conversation about Jokic as one of the all-time greatest big men. But he's got to win the title to Solidified. But I can't wait till the narrative shifts. Listen to these numbers. So, among players with at least 2,000 career playoff minutes, that's quite a bit of sample size, right? Jokic ranks 13th in both assists per game and rebounds per game.
1: And that's not just counting big men. He's
0: 13th in both ass- assists per game and rebounds per game. No other player is in the top 30 in both stats. That's what I was, and that's not. Larry Bird is the closest, 22nd in assists. 32nd in rebounds, and Jokic is 6th in points per game among that group, averaging 27 points per game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. You no, start look, it and, totally is unbelievable. And, you, you start, is. and you're going to look at it from another – how about another stat for you? Uh, among players with at least 1,000 career playoff shot attempts, Jokic ranks second with 57% effective field goal percentage. Uh field goal accuracy is behind Dwight Howard. If you look at let's go to another stat. You go look at clutch, clutch shooters. He's made fifteen of thirty-two attempts in the last three minutes of a playoff game with the score within three points, according to Stathead. That uh that's forty-seven percent. That is fourth best among the forty-five players. Who qualify with at least 30 such side attempts um, since 1996. If you go look at plus minus, box plus minus, offensive box plus minus, only Michael Jordan <laughs> at 8.8 has a better playoff career box plus minus than Nikola Jokic at 8.1 ahead of LeBron James at 7.5. It's all we already should be. Look at PER play efficiency rating. He's number one. He's number one. Yeah. 28.9. Yeah. Michael Jordan's 28.6 right behind him. And then LeBron James, 27.9 right behind him.
2: Right. But you, you got to win rings. He should already be there. But that's the thing. Yep. You I got to win rings. I know. Because it's all about can you put up stats while winning. Because we saw like SGA put up great stats tonight. No one's putting him in here a conversation or this year. But no one's putting him in a conversation with the greats. Because you go, well, yeah, if you're on a losing team, you're going to put up more points. Now he's getting to that level. And then the other fact, he's done this for five years. For five years, he has been a really good player. Yeah. Akeem had it for like 13. Tim well, did it for 13, 14. Shaq yeah. did it for 13. No, you're right. So there is something to, well, yeah, but can day, you keep it going? He's only yeah. 28, so he very easily could. So he can start entering in this conversation, and if he wins a title, then you go, oh, man. Now, if he wins multiple, but Akeem won, Akeem won two, Shaq won four, Tim won five. Yeah. So it, there is parts of it of how long can you go? How long can your dominance be out there? Now, he's on track, again, at 28 years old. He could very easily jump into this conversation. I think, I think and she's... shout out to CB for finding the article about uh, about him idolizing Tim and saying Tim's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Because oh, really? that's a great person to, hmm. to judge your game after if you're looking for somebody whose game is not built on athleticism alone. Yeah. So it is – I think he is very much entering into that conversation, and especially if they sweep Miami. Ooh. You put him now, it's like, oh, man. And I go, I've already seen the haters coming out, and it's like the easiest path to the finals ever. And you're like, man, they didn't pick it.
0: They just they handled their business. They dominated whoever they put in front of them. Yeah. And they did. And they not dominated. only that,
1: it wasn't their fault that some of these other teams
2: did not excel as, the, as they thought they yeah. were going to. And also, it's a team where if they win this year, you'll see teams start to figure out, man, we have to figure out a way to guard them. Like we have to – it's it's what happened with Shaq where you had to figure out a way to guard Shaq, with the Spurs. You had to figure out a way to guard the Spurs. You had to figure out a way to guard the Lakers. You had to figure out a way to guard the Celtics. You have, there's teams that if you're there in your conference,
0: oh yeah, the, you know, the only like way that. we're
2: going to beat them yeah. is that we know how to stop him, so we need two big men now because all these teams start to go real small. And Jokic is eating on the small teams right now because they don't have big guys to put bodies on him. And that's what we're going to see with Miami tonight. They oh, don't have man. the bodies.
0: I hate this. It's discussion. Ugh.
2: Asterisk on a key. No Jordan. No. No, you can say asterisk on the titles. You can't say on his career. Let's uh, spread the record. And by the way, there's no asterisk. Stop throwing your asterisks out.
0: Stop throwing your asterisks out. They're <laughs> stupid. Asterisk <laughs> on Jordan. If there's an asterisk on the titles, there's an asterisk on Hakeem. Asterisk on the, Jordan. Scottie Pippen was underpaid. You just said Jokic doesn't get in that conversation unless he has the titles. You got to get the titles to get inside the velvet rope. Yeah. And Hakeem, though he had the titles, he do not get inside the velvet rope. So he actually, does it, But if you put an asterisk on those titles, you put an asterisk on the Hakeem. For the record, those teams could have beaten the ball. The, well, see, that's because the Bulls, that's the Bulls, the Bulls had to rebuild in those I know, that's two years. A different discussion, like I said, and I guess I said I don't want to have that discussion. They had to get rid of <laughs> we had that discussion a ton. We can have it in the offseason. Hey man, if y'all
2: if y'all are still on Michael Jordan's jog, get off. He hates you. <laughs>
0: Just to let you know, yeah, he won't talk about he you. He won't let
2: you near him unless you had a hundred thousand dollars to bet him. Get off his jack. <laughs> yeah. frustrating. Try and talk no, NBA. Michael Jordan's the best. No asterisk. He wasn't playing. Come on. Hakeem yeah. <laughs> was amazing. I'm a Spurs fan, and I have to admit how good Hakeem was. Yeah, yeah, because he was just fun to, to watch. I'll enjoy watching Hakeem highlights because he was so good. Yeah. Yes,
0: uh, no, it's uh, the Dream Shake. It's an interesting uh, conversation with Big Shot Bob uh, saying Hakeem is the, the greatest big man in his opinion. He played with three of the top, what t- top ten easily? Yep. Like, yeah, some of the top five. I will potentially.
2: say he didn't like the Spurs. No. He didn't like the Spurs. He played yeah, there. He was not, not, not a huge fan. His
0: opinion of Tim Duncan. No, no,
2: it does because his opinions of everything Spurs after he left has been pretty negative. Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying his opinions on everything has been pretty much pro anti negative uh, anti Spurs. Well. All in right. multiple interviews, I've seen it.
0: Okay. You have to defend the Spurs. I get it. <laughs> All right. We'll come back. He's got to. He's got to. He can't let. It's day. He he's like, and the Cowboys. L. I'm going to I'm a, I'm a ride, with I'm a ride with him. I'm going ride with him. All right. We'll come back. We'll get to NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Mike McCarthy's comments about DeAndre Hopkins and Aaron Rodgers uh, trying to get his GM fired, trying to pull a coup d'etat. All of that and more mm-hmm. right here on Ball Baldon Ladd. 104 down the horn.
1: All right, welcome
0: back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick plays jams. That's supposed to leave us clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day, uh, one of Hard's favorite songs. And yet, hmm, got nothing? We got NBA playoffs starting tonight. All right.
1: And I'm
2: going with that. Okay. Uh, I'm a winner. Can you, can you give me Can you give me the name of the song? And the Space Cowboys? It's not Space Cowboys. What is it? The song is called The Joker.
1: The Joker. The the Joker.
2: I'm a midnight. So you're right, it is NBA Finals related, but this is The Joker. So As this one is
0: Jokic, Jokic, the Joker. So hold on. So what's the the, the other songs Those are they finals the, related?
2: Finals related. Finals related. You see wow. you can you can guess on each song how it's connected and Good you get stuff. there. Yeah.
0: That was well done. Good stuff, Patrick. As always, that's why he's the idealionaire, People, uh, spec sex line I'm glad you got it. So now we can open it now up. Now we Specs can X-Line open it again. back up. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That is pretty damn clever, actually. I don't know. I, this is this was this challenging. Divine Look, I had nothing else,
2: so I had it, but it's we'll see. We'll see if you like the rest of them. Okay. Ah. There's a lot. I mean
0: I'm trying to think. I'm like, so they're all gonna be related to players or themes from the uh, we'll finals? We'll see. We'll see as we go along. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. All right. So I'll now we got we it. got yeah, we I'm got intrigued. we got an idea. We got love, an idea. I'm, I'm intrigued. A new theme I like Thursday. I Pe- appreciate that from Patrick. All right, let's get to some uh NFL news notes and nuggets, gentlemen. So the athletic had a story from Matt Schneidman, who claims in his story uh and he basically he claims that he made a request uh that Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, made a request through his agent all right to have uh Brian Gutekunst the GM fired uh while he was there um right after they drafted Jordan Love uh, maybe a year after they drafted of Jordan course. Love they hint in this story it was the 2021 offseason the athletic indicates that early in that offseason Dunn contacted uh, Murphy with Mark Murphy the president of the Packers and with a he he basically delivered an ultimatum from Aaron Rodgers or via uh, his agent either fire Brian Gunkust or trade Aaron Rodgers they essentially was the ultimatum and I guess later on they decided to trade Aaron Rodgers apparently it, it all does go back to the Jordan Love draft pick that initially upset uh, and dis uh, and made him disgruntled, if you will. And then it all it kept growing and growing and fezzy and fe- festering until even after he you know wins the MVP uh, or at least what was the MVP was the twenty twenty one. Yeah, he won the MVP. So, MVP. So yeah, that season I guess because remember was, he
1: went back to back.
0: Yeah, so I, I imagine that's when he's feeling like he's got enough prodigious clout mm-hmm. to make that type of uh, bold move to pull a coup. It did not work, though. The Packers stuck with their GM. Brian and, and
1: rightfully so.
0: I mean, the
1: thing about Aaron Rodgers that is the most annoying is obviously he's an MVP type of player. We know that he can lead, but he doesn't, he doesn't win championships. He's won one championship with all those MVPs, with all those opportunities, because he's been in those opportunities to go and win, and he hasn't. And everybody wants to be critical of the quarterback position. They want to be critical of of the way that things go. And everybody's fond of him as a player. Mm. But it seems like as an individual, he's not a good person to be around. I'm just saying from afar. I don't know him personally, so I can't say that. But I will say this. Listen, man, you have always shown something other than the ultimate leader. You're probably a leader when you show up, but you don't seem to be the leader that wants to bring people along. Now he's in New York. He's there every day going to parties, going to events, making himself known to the people. And I heard him do an interview the other day, and he was talking about the fact, oh, yeah, man, I'm here because – when I was in Green Bay, I knew everything that was going on. Yeah, but your teammates didn't. <laughs> and you were quick to criticize them, but you weren't there to teach them, to guide them, to lead them in the right way. Mm. So that is why I've always had an issue whenever Aaron Rodgers, regardless of how great he is as a football player, he doesn't seem to understand that you. this is a team sport. You get individual awards, but as a team, you want everybody to be on your level, but you're not helping them get to that level. And it takes more than just the time we have at practice. And yeah. you know that. You know that personally.
0: Yeah, I, no, I agree. I agree with all that. I do think that ultimately there's a, a toxic effect to having Aaron Rodgers on your squad because he is a very uh, self. Um, selfish (laughs) and self-centered superstar. But when he's motivated... Um, and usually he's motivated when he feels slighted, like somebody disrespected him. Or, I think
1: he's motivated now.
0: Uh, exactly, right? When he was, uh, when he dropped in the draft and he was motivated because mm-hmm. he felt like he should have been drafted higher, uh, that Aaron Rodgers was committed to being the best quarterback in the league and at one point became that quarterback and a Super Bowl-winning quarterback that's winning MVPs. And then after he got bored with football for the most part, started hanging out with Hollywood starlets and celebrities, and they drafted Jordan Love ahead of him, that's when he felt disrespected. Disrespected. Why would they draft a quarterback when they need to be drafting weapons for me? Uh, I'm the quarterback. I'm the franchise. Uh, and he felt you know, slighted and he went out there and we saw the best Van Rodgers and won MVP. Once again, I do think he believes he's got a lot to prove and he thinks people have counted him out and they believe he's done. So the, the thought is you'll get the best of Aaron Rodgers. you also get the worst of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. You're going to get all the, the selfish tendencies. You'll get the, the arrogance and all that stuff too. But hopefully the good always the bad, right? It's the, the, the hot to crazy ratio. Yep. If she's crazier than she is hot, then it's time to move on. But as long as she is just as hot as she is crazy or she's hotter than she is crazy, you can deal with it. We've all dealt with it. And that's Aaron Rodgers. Right now, I still think he's hotter than he is crazy.
1: Yeah, and he definitely is hotter. He's hot. But he's definitely at that point now where he is trying to prove a point to what you said. He's motivated. Mm -hmm. He's been slighted. He got out of Green Bay, and now he's going to go back out there and show everybody. See? Y'all messed up. Y'all should have fired him. And now, look what y'all dealing with. Now y'all wanted Jordan Love. Go live your life. Be in love. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm about to be in New York partying it up. I'm out here seeing all the starlets.
0: I love your Andrew Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, he's out there. there. He's ready, man. He's <laughs> <Exactly>. ready. <Wow. laughs> um, all right. Let, real quick before we uh, get into the flex here. Uh, I love this story uh, from the Cowboys. So I, it comes from the Dallas Morning News. And you saw this, Harge. And uh, so apparently Mike McCarthy was asked about DeAndre Hopkins. This quote came from uh, the Dallas Morning News, and when he was asked about DeAndre Hopkins as a free agent, he said, quote, I really like the look of our group. And he said, there's uh, nothing good that comes out of those answers. Hop is a hell of a talent, though. Um, but he said he likes their group. How about this? He Come goes, on, man. It's the first time that they – and by the way, the Cowboys are about to have 10 extra million in cap space. So they'll probably get close to 20 million in cap space, actually. Mm-hmm. So they can make some moves. But I just found out that the Cowboys now, with this wide receiving core, first time in franchise history they've had three receivers on the roster that have all had a 1,000-yard season in their careers at least right. once. Right. Man, he Gallup's he has been
2: hanging out with Jerry Jones too much, though. Who does Mike McCarthy? He said, like, "I like our guys." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He said it a different way, but he still yeah. said, "I like our guys." That's exactly
1: <laughs> what I got from it, Patrick. And I'm sitting there looking at it, like the and this is Earth. a this is <laughs> another opportunity that could possibly be passed up, that you have a chance to go get a playmaker, because you know what's going to end up happening? Philly is going to say, you know what? Let's go get him. (laughs) Let's go make something happen because Philly is not afraid to push the envelope. They are nuts. And that is why they have got a chance to play in the Super Bowl last year. This is one of the situations that we've been talking about for some time is like the Dallas Cowboys, I know that it may not be that one player. And we talked yesterday, Mm -hmm. Rod, about how we thought that they had a great offseason. A lot of people looked at them, put them at number three in the off-season movements of what happened. But yet and still, I'm sitting there looking at it another way and saying, go make a move. It doesn't matter. Just go do it. They did me too. Go get Stephanie another Gilmore, one. Here's, the Gooks. So that was typical, great. Up.
0: You're a typical Cowboys fan. I said, make a move. They made two. Make another one. <laughs> make another one. I need a home run you higher. Like, you sound like my wife. I need like, another one. Like, every time one. I do something, I'm like, I just did it. Well, here, I got something else to do. Well, I just did. You're supposed, you to you supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that.
2: He's got that Janet Jackson. What have you done for me right lately? <laughs> right? exactly. I really like, do. Because like, I was tired up. of looking at Philadelphia, make
1: moves,
0: and get and get the results out of it. Now, that, but Philly has, they, they are, I would say that's more in their character as an organization with Howie Roseman, they make a lot of moves in the Go get Howie. And, they, you know, that's a move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, this is one of the most active offices the Cowboys have ever had. The Cowboys do not like free agency. They've said it over and over again. Catboy, Catboy, Catboy has always said you overspend in free agency, so they don't like it. They want me, basically any type of acquisition or means of acquisition where they can get a bargain. And get banged for their buck. Yep. That's the draft. That's undrafted free agents, and that is trades. They don't like free agency because they free agency. They believe you overpay in free agency. Can and they right, play, By the way, can, can they right. play running back? Because uh, <laughs> we need now, another the, yeah, running back. The, Dalvin Cook is what I want. Yeah, he want to make another move, but he, apparently he wants to go to Miami. Reportedly, of course, yeah. and Miami, wants, a, him. And and Miami wants him, and he's a Florida guy. They already oh, got a track right. team down yeah. there. <laughs> no, I mean, I, if you ask me, who
2: whose offense don't want to play in Mike McCarthy or Mike? Uh, oh yeah, I'm, Daniels. Daniels. I'm going to make that <laughs> too. I, that's, that's a, a pretty easy choice, <laughs> right? That's a great point too. Oh, but man. we need to put some respect on Big Mike's name. No, I'm just I like Mike McDaniel's offense a lot. Oh, I love so so thats if you're asking me. Mike McDaniels beats out a lot of guys of offense who yeah, have won a play. I agree. Well, I mean, agree.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. That's a great point. If you had the chance to play for Mike McDaniels or Mike McCarthy's offense and one has won the Super Bowl yeah. and has got skins on the wall, but Mike McDaniels – Mike McDaniels just seems like more fun anyway. I mean, he's got vapes on the sideline. Yeah. It was a pin.
2: It was a Sharpie. Yeah. Oh, no. Prove, I, it was I, a I, Sharpie. I saw some – I saw there some – Now, out I will yeah. say I that's
0: because he was having withdrawals,
2: there. but it was a
0: Sharpie. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I. I hope Dan, Dan, Dalvin Cook would like to play for the Cowboys or the Miami Dolphins. Me but too. That's the move they need to make. They need I haven't to, heard they need nobody try
1: to go get him yet. I
2: haven't heard any no. other players reaching out.
1: Well, because he wasn't released yet. Was he finally no. released today? No. Dalvin Cook? No. Yeah. So yeah. No, no. so like, because they said, Because
2: they know there's still teams out there, they're yeah. still looking to make a trade. Yeah. Because yeah. basically, they said they were going to release him, and then everyone jumped up that they wanted Ears him They like, Wait, like, well, yeah. Wait a minute.
0: Wait Wait a minute. That's what happens <laughs> well, you when you get talk get out loud. Man. Yeah, give something for him. Give us a fifth pick, right, fifth exactly. round or something for him. You can get something for Dalvin Cook, man. Dalvin Cook's a damn good back. Save us some money. Yeah. No, I. but I think for the Cowboys, man, he would put the offense over the top. DeAndre Hopkins. That helps, but your wide receiver room is loaded. I just gave you the stat.
2: You do. I, mean,
0: I will tell you this:
2: this is another one. If you have some extra cap space and Dalvin Cook's not available, you can't always call Tennessee, even though they said no. They got zero phone calls for Derrick Henry. If good. they want to get rid of his twelve point five million dollars in cap, and you say we'll take twelve point five, we got the cap room. Wow, we'll take him in and, and we'll use him for the last couple of years. And and once again, and have him the most on his expensive way. running back room Man. in the NFL. But it, I, <laughs> if you got to do it, you got to do it. <laughs>
0: Man. That would be – no, no. But I don't disagree because the thunder and lightning element to yeah. Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. you may also have the best, the best backfield in the NFL, and you're better for what you're going to pay well, for For $22.5 yeah. <laughs> yeah, million. Dollars.
2: Exactly. And that's not including Deuce Vaughn yeah. and whatever they gave Ronald yeah. Jones.
0: No way. If you want to run the ball more, you better have a plan. And Derrick yeah. Henry is a plan. Um, all right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.
2: got its hustlers, the Bowery got its bums, 42nd Street got Big Jim Walker, he a bull shooting son of a gun, yeah he's big and dumb as a man can't come, but he's stronger than a country horse, and when the bad folks all get together at night, you know they all call Big Jim Ball just because.
0: Oh, that's great. Welcome back. New theme Thursday and Patrick the Idillionaire once again has outdone himself on a new theme Thursday where he takes jams uh, and based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints, little breadcrumbs that lead us to the new theme of the day and this one's all about the NBA Finals tonight and all of the songs are uh, basically songs that are about a theme or a player or some type of um, storyline from the NBA Finals, and this one, Jim. Don't,
2: you don't mess around with Jim. That's great, Jimmy. Jim Croce, right? I love that. Yeah. You yep. don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't pull that's the mask so off the old Lode Ranger. Yeah. And you don't mess around with Jim. That's great. There it is. That's that a lesson to the, the Denver Nuggets. Oh yeah, I don't like that. Don't mess with Jim.
0: <laughs> don't ma- that that is that's. that I
2: guarantee you, they accepting fantastic. that challenge.
0: Well, we know now that Jimmy Butler also a big fan of country music. So. Yep. Turns out, yeah, you know, Jimmy Butler. It's got kind of a country music feel to it. Some old Jim Croce. Uh huh, man, that's that's great. I like that. No, was he talking about himself in there? I have no idea if he was. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Because you don't mess with Jim. So his name was Jim. Man, that's a press break. I mean, he he called him Jim
2: Walker earlier in the song. So Uh, maybe he changed last name, but he was still. I I never thought of Jim Croce as the guy you don't mess around with. But (laughs) who
0: knows? (laughs) Who knows? Uh, All right. Uh, Well, the Flex is also uh, something that you should mess around with because of the Flex always got you covered when it comes to your high school sports here in the area. Go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms last night's flex was loaded i mean oh it goodness. was a star-studded affair uh they had uh, well, uh miles coleman on too. yeah my- coleman was miles on. coleman was on for vandergrift alex, alex foster, foster on the safety miles coleman's the wire receiver kind of an offensive weapon if you will yeah uh, but alex foster was on too uh, who's the safety for vandergrift and they had the adams boys on yep right deuce uh, deuce and, eli. and eli and deuce is oh he's uh, he's the one that's going to louisville he's going to louisville yeah
1: And Eli's still being recruited right now. Okay. And so it's funny because I reached out to Mike Adams yesterday and I said, Hey, man. Lifetime Longhorn. I was like, Hey, man. Where your boys at right now? He's like, I don't know. I've been looking for them. I was like, well, turn on the radio because they're about to be on the radio. He didn't even know. know? Because I asked him, I said, does your dad know where y'all at? No, we didn't even tell him we was coming
0: over here. Man, there you go. (laughs) They got
1: independence. That's right.
0: That's Uh, right. But, yeah, man, Lifetime Longhorn Mike Adams, uh, good people, man. I hung out with Mike when I went back to school uh, and obviously doing really good. Uh, Now I got a new home as the offensive coordinator over there at Vandegrift. Vandergriff. Vandergriff's making some moves.
1: Major. Major moves. Uh, Don't forget Jacob Henry's over there. Jacob Henry's now transferred
0: over there too. And the Adams uh, boys have transferred over there. Uh, Coach Adams now has talked about lifetime long with Mike Adams now uh, added to the coaching staff. And I've been talking about Alex Foster, man. He plays the game like a machine. That's your guy. Dude, he's he's a a really good player. And to be so young. Yes. I mean, I think he's probably like the 2024.
1: No doubt. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, he graduating next year. So yeah. is Miles Coleman. So yeah. is Deuce. So yeah, they got a lot of talent. They got there. a lot of talent. Speckin', so is Jacob.
0: Yeah, expecting yeah. big things about uh, from Vandergriff this year, man. Uh, all right, so go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Speaking of the flex, you got a special guest coming up for us in Harsh Knock Life. That's correct?
1: right. We're going to have the head coach of the Westlake Chaparrals, JT Blair. He will be previewing mm-hmm. the big game that starts tonight, the big series that starts tonight against um, uh, San Antonio Johnson. San Antonio Johnson is trying to become district champion in Austin area because they knocked out Bowie, they knocked out Lake Travis, and mm. now they're headed to take on Westlake. That starts tonight. It will be a 7 o'clock first pitch right across the street at Westlake. <laughs> they saying,
0: hey, we should be in the flex area. Exactly. We should be part of this as many, flex As many flex area. teams as we beat. <laughs> That's right. And a special
1: shout out to Rouse as they take on Bernie Champion tonight at 7 o'clock as well and shout out to the Taylor Ducks. They won last night against China Spring, Ooh. 3 to nothing. They will be playing game two today. Okay, Taylor. Yep, Taylor's doing their he's, thing. Uh, they're they quack-quacking over there.
0: Alright, I like that. All right.
1: They're trying to rough get the duck off the back. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. that.
0: Uh, yeah, see, you got a, the got a fan over here, there Taylor. There it is. Proud Taylor fans, y'all should be. Alright, yep. uh, we'll get into um, some uh, more flex, like I said, when we come up to Harsh Knock Life coming up at 4.30. You don't want to miss that, Coach J.T. Blair. He's got... He's He's intense. He is very <laughs> intense. <laughs> intense. Uh, we like that's why, that, and that's why that baseball program is, is really damn good too. Uh, all right, so we'll get into that. We will come back. We'll talk Texas basketball, Texas football, and Texas baseball. We go behind the burnt orange curtain. We'll preview Texas baseball's matchup versus Louisiana. Dylan Mitchell returning for Texas basketball. We'll discuss that as well. And CDC, the athletic director, uh, went on Paul Feinbaum, and we'll uh, hear from that. Uh, hear that audio from Paul Feinbaum and talk some Texas football as well. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want for another one.